Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. This is Marek Larwood. Hello, film likers. Well done, Marek. And we've got a guest this week. It's only Mr. Tom Bell. Hello, Internet. <laughs> Hello, Tom Bell. Thank you for having me. Uh, friend Here. of the show. Friend of the show, Tom Bell. Um, you've come on before, haven't you? Back in the old Absolute days. Yeah, long time ago. Long it was great. <laughs> and they've been calling for me again. It's <laughs> thank finally, thank the petition finally paid off. Off. picking up the it phone. It seems like it's the first time that anyone's spoken to you. Since you did the last, <laughs> the last podcast, imagine that. It's it, yeah. I don't have to imagine it. Thank you. <laughs> That's what's happened. It's been a while. I you brought in Flash Gordon for us coming last back time. to you slowly. I did bring in Flash Gordon and that wonderful mask. Tom brought in a visual cue for us all to describe I've to been our to listeners. A Flash Gordon party. What was the mask? Was it? Uh... Um, it was Cl- Cl- Cletus. 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 Oh, the actual golden face guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody had made it. The sort of uh, the high camp Darth Vader ripoff. Yeah, he's amazing. He's great. Because he, fa- he, when he fancies the princess, you know, he's evil. He's, but he's, you know, got a heart. The, uh, the, 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 the prince, the, the boring one, the Flash Gordon's princess. What's her name? Ga- da- Dale. 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 Yeah. Dale Arden. My first crush. Uh, I think you might have said before was the. Uh, Onyela Mutu plays uh, the Russian prince, whatever her name is. We were all she's a princess that. of Mongo. Oh, yeah, she's incredible. Um, this girl's really turning me on, says Flash. <laughs> is it true yeah. all of us. that they redubbed all of his lines because he was so bad? Oh, no, I've heard, heard that. I've heard they redubbed a load of his lines. Flash's lines? Yeah. But they're still so bad. That's his voice, though. Uh, it can't be. I, I've heard that, and I think it can't be redubbed because the redubbed person was... Bad, yeah, Bad. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to redub. Yeah, the, we uh, redubbing is such a weird thing, isn't it? I mean, it's been talked to about a lot, but most recent one is Tom Hardy's uh, portrayal of Bane in Dark Knight Rises, where he had to redub the entire film, and he's his voice is so disconnected from the action in that movie. It's a very odd thing. Uh, I've got a problem with with evil villains wearing masks in. Like the William Defoe Green Goblin. Yeah, it, kill, it kills yeah. it, doesn't it? It kills yeah. any uh, menace he might have. Yeah. Although it works with Darth Vader. And so Cly- Clytus, of course, from Flash Gordon. Of course, it? he's. he's I mean, he classic works, villain. They're, they're great masks, though. But they're yeah. not really. But Darth Vader works. It does work with Darth Vader. It's on, isn't it? There's brooding menace. Uh, there's. It's weird that the Green Goblin is all kind of, all, you know, arms waving and uh, flying about the place, yeah. and that doesn't 
have menace attached there to was it. no need to do with the Green Goblin because William Defoe's face painted green should have been that's goblinly enough anyway isn't well it? V for Vendetta's a funny one as well because mm. you you know you never see his you, face but at he, any point I've talked about it many times but I always think his voice sounds like Rowan Atkinson so I can't quite take it seriously okay um, no the mask thing is odd I wonder if it's well I guess it's a skill in itself you can't just stick a mask on anybody and it all work like it's yeah. well, it's a classic drama school thing isn't it put a mask on and you know and uh, then make it work yeah, yeah. but oh, Clytus I'm bored <laughs> that's one of the lines Maybe a play thing yeah um, but we're not here to talk about Flash Gordon no uh, we've asked Tom to bring in a movie uh, to talk about and the movie you picked Tom was no one cared who I was before I wore the mask <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun voice to do though isn't it <laughs> what is it Bane isn't Gotham it Gotham I, I, I find myself doing it a lot I, me too I, I fancied doing um, uh, bulking up uh, for the part and yes. doing a sort of lounge singer routine as Bane but it would have taken a lot of work including learning to play the piano so I decided not to do it in the end yeah. but I was born in the dark. It's like he's, he's yes. really struggling to have a poo. What a beautiful singing voice. It's a bit Sean Connery, but for a kazoo. For a kazoo. That's great. I, f- I found myself doing it a lot afterwards. Then you have my permission to die. Yeah, We're I not do- here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this film. What film is it? Do that to my washing up. Finish a bowl. <laughs> You have my permission to dry. What film? We're, not- We're we going to talk about... about uh, uh, one of my favourite um, sci-fi apocalypse films, Children of Men. Children like, of Men. Now Oscar award-winning uh, director, director, Alfonso Cuarón. Can you tell us briefly, so not about what, without big yeah. spoilers, about what the film is that people have watched it before? Uh, so it's uh, the near future, it's 2027 or something like that, you know, and, and uh, but uh, people have stopped having children. Everyone in the world has become infertile. Uh, for a, it, it never explained why, um, and so panic has taken over. So you start off, you just follow, you're following Clive Owen, who is sort of a washed-up drunk. He was used to be sort of activist, and um, he's in Britain. But it, it, there's an explosion, and he, he's, it's great. He works for an, <laughs> he works for like an energy company, doesn't yeah. he? he? Works in, in a terrible job. So, but but sort of in the background yeah. of it, you get the, it's, it's the anarchy of, that the anarchy that ensues when there is no future to invest in so everyone's kind of lost hope yeah and but he's sort of given up and the world seems to have given up uh, but they found one uh, girl who who is pregnant and so she becomes hope yeah his sort of ex-lover or wife or whatever Julianne Moore enlists his help to get this girl to uh, a boat called Tomorrow yeah which is Suggested there's, there's a, the Azores in the Pacific. There's still there's still hope. The scientists who can then study her and find out how they can cure this thing. So, um, but it's it's um, it's it's an odyssey of sorts, isn't it? I mean, it's him and this girl for a lot of it, and yeah. just trying to uh, trying to dodge the dangers and pitfalls of humanity breaking down. So what? And it, to get and to get, you know, it's that sort of thing. Is to get where they need to be. They've got to. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So, so who all the ter- there's terrorists and there's problem with like, all the other all the other economies have collapsed on there, but London's one of the few places where 
I think still okay. There's a problem with immigration and there's well, there's terrorism huge sort of internment camps for immigrants trying to get into Britain because everywhere else, lots of other places are far worse. I mean, it's which is very believable, and you know yeah. it. That's and there's there's part sort of, of the beauty of it. And they don't dwell on that, but the camera no. sort of passes along those shots of these people behind bars. Oh, they paint an incredible picture of the landscape and just how bleak, but real it is. I mean, the cast we should talk about as well because the cast is incredible in this film isn't it I mean Clive Owen is is in your lead and I, I I've sort of been sort of meh about him in yeah, lots of other right. things but in this he's spot on but Julianne Moore we've mentioned already is his ex-wife um, Michael Caine Michael is Caine brilliant is in it as a uh, old stoner yeah. who's sort of possibly the most keeping his head together of everybody actually Shuatel uh, Ejiofor is um, uh, a resistance fighter with Julianne Moore in it um, uh, Peter Mullen, who right. is the Scottish uh, policeman who works in the um, in the internment camp, uh, is brilliant. I think he he you may know him from Train Spotting or um, ty- uh, Tyrannosaur or whatever, but he's always great. But no, it's and um, it's a properly good film. The young girl is very good as well. Yes, and and then there's sort of the, the kind of the midwife kind of character as well. Mm. Why why do you like it then? I've always, I mean, I'm a big sci-fi nerd anyway, and I, but I also love um, apocalypse fiction and stuff. I like, I, I like things where uh, portrayals of how the world would be. I think it's very realistic of mm. what would happen with just a small thing like that. Uh, you know, I, it's a bit like Threads, actually. Yeah, there's a lot of that sort of stuff. But also, just, I mean, I went along because I was like, oh, it's, uh, I saw it twice at the cinema because I was, I was just, it, it really, I mean, visually, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and very inventive, and I, you know, I don't know enough about all the camera. I was sort of googling it last night. And there's lots of opinions of, well, was it all one take stuff? There's amazing tracking shots, yeah. incredible, especially towards the end with the um, uh, with the SWAT team descending on a derelict building, and then them being inside and trying to escape, and that is all in one shot, mm. seemingly. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, you definitely get that impression just from watching Gravity. We can Alfonso Cuaron is. You know, note perfect on combining shots so that they become one continuous take. Mm. You know, he's and with that, you do feel like you're being dragged along with it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, characters you've been seeing all the film suddenly are dragged off a bus and you never see them them again, and the camera just keeps going, and you want to look back and go, "What the hell's happened there?" But it's too late. Yeah. You just get shot. It doesn't matter. You just got to keep going. You just got to keep going. And uh, you know. Clive is a bit mad, and they, they just start killing off all, you know these characters I mean the famous scene obviously is like the, the car chase scene which is amazing a phenomenal it switches from you're like oh yeah I know where this film's going I, mean, I can see what's happening here and suddenly Julianne Moore is dead spoilers yeah sh- they shoot the policeman it's the guys and, but, and the other great scene is when they're trying to escape in the car and it's rolling down the hill and the, you know the people are chasing after them and you, my heart was in my mouth going oh my go 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 it's an incredible car rig they've built as well because the camera is panning back and forth and you feel very intimate with these people in the car but then stuff starts happening outside of it and it's just it's just keeps on rolling it's it's brilliant I think is I did when I watched it my experience was I think it'd be cursed I got it from Love Film and I got a scratch DVD Mm. halfway through and it wouldn't play like a whole. There's a big scratch, no. oh, and then God. you send it back, 
and then a love film with people listening. It's getting outdated love film now. Sorry to change it, but in, in America, yeah, to D- American listeners, Netflix does the same thing over there. Oh, okay. You get sent DVDs, and then you re- you send it back, and you don't get it for about three months, so you can't watch the star. <laughs> so it was ruined for me, just purely for that reason. But I I started watching a bits of it again. It, it does it does look it is amazing. Mm. It's I like how high film. the stakes are as well, but yeah, it's still yeah. a very small character. Um, and it's a beautiful idea. I mean, it's a very simple short story idea of yeah. if there isn't another a next generation to put all of our hopes and dreams into getting it right this time, why would anyone bother being nice to each other? Why would mm. they bother building anything? Why wouldn't they just take and take and take? And that's exactly what happened. It's, it's a beautiful bit of sci-fi, but it's not... For anyone who sort of isn't a fan of sci-fi, it isn't overtly sci-fi uh, like, you know, your Logan's Runs or your Blade Runners or yeah. anything. It doesn't feel like a sci-fi at all. A bit like hers, slightly but more sci-fi than that. Just a slight, enough in the future to, to make a great social commentary yes. on the present. And there's little there's touches. There's little touches, but there's not a lot of... Um, technology sci-fi like a little little touch I love and they never make loads of it is the Quietus product that you see in the background of a lot of shots and this is actually a home uh, euthanasia kit that is provided by the government for people because they can't cope with the just terminally sort of, ill, yeah. or, or with any anyone just who sort of suggests that actually it might be better if everybody. Yeah, it, it would. Mm. You'd really be doing society a favour <laughs> if you just took yourself out of the equation. And it's, it's a good idea, which is a good. <laughs> you have to say, <laughs> you wouldn't need to pay for an NHS if you just paid for a quietus for yeah. everybody, would you? But it, it, you know, it, there is something. Yeah, I, 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 from my years of doing um, crappy promotional work and handing out stuff free on the streets yeah I do believe that there's a very thin veneer of uh, society out there I remember we went out just giving away plastic bags with all I had was like a bottle of water in on Oxford Street and it was like a zombie apocalypse people hurling their kids give me that oh well that's free isn't it people you know there's just you can imagine that if there was like you know a plague and there was only enough medicine for a third of the people, it would just be like, oh yeah yeah. We're, so we've got a, we, we're on a knife stick. Yeah, I remember. Horrible. I remember being. And it does that very well. Uh, again, doing uh, crappy promotional work for yeah. uh, this was for um, a novel that a Silicon Valley billionaire had uh, written, and we, he was promoting it sort of virally by us uh, staging uh, book bannings uh, in the, you know busy shopping streets, and you know we just. Rubbish job, awful. But we'd just go into, you know, like the centre of Birmingham or whatever and start shouting about how this book should be banned. And people would come up to us going, um, you know, how dare you? You know, we fought the World War to stop this sort of stuff. How dare you think you can ban a book? And literally it would only take five, ten minutes of us talking to them in character for them to walk away going, well, good luck with that. Yeah, no, I wish you all the best. Yeah, yeah. It, they, they can be swayed so easily. And it was bizarre, frightening, really frightening, because I wasn't even really trying. I hadn't done my homework. I was just being sort of serious about it. It's that, go back to that um, goes back to that compliance thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The film Compliance talked about. No, it's just fascinating. Phenomenal film, but terrifying film, like really harrowing because it is so closely based on real events. Thoroughly recommend it. I've said it many times. Compliance is good. But going back to Children of Men... Um, I I I think it it really all, should all, be considered a classic. It's, we all really like it. Was yeah, it we we, uh, was it well, we rece- it, well, it received? Wasn't very well, heralded was it? No, so it, it wasn't. Was, it sort of came and went, and it's sort of just done 
decent business ticking along, I think. It did better here, I think, than the US, because it's also set in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And um, So I wonder if in the, his Oscar will um, get, you know, shed a bit more light, a spotlight on Well, I mean, I mean, it's Alfonso Cuaron, obviously. And, I hadn't really but heard it's also, of him before Gravity. And he's also, Chiwetel Ejiofor from yeah, 12 yeah. Years a Slave, so it combines the last week's Oscars quite nicely. Um, it's No, it's definitely worth a watch. I like the sci-fi stuff. I mean, I've just started watching uh, Blake Seven for the first time. <laughs> I've never seen which it. Which is similar, similar sort of it, effects. It's all on YouTube. <laughs> the The effects are so b- bad, it, but the plot is incredible. It's the, it's so skillfully written. You can forgive, and because it's set in the future, you can get away with it being yeah. quite odd. And even the fact it's aged, it doesn't because it's aged and they're wearing sort of seventies-ish stuff. Yeah. Now it seems like this sort of dystopian. Possibility that could they could be. I lo- I love the idea of uh, throwing in one fictitious element into what is basically a real world, and then just see what the consequences mm. are. You know, the, the basis of r- true sci-fi. I thought the um, uh, Justin Timberlake uh, film In Time had real potential to do exactly that, and it it fails because it tries to it it tries something and doesn't know what to do with it so it turns it into another genre mm. for a bit and then doesn't know what to do with that so it does something else and it's just not had a clever enough person at the helm sadly but when you get such a great little concept about well if that were different would everything be quite so great you know so how many um uh, toms do you give it out of 10 10 toms uh i'm going to give it no, well, no, I'll give it nine toms because you know you've always, you can always do better, can't you? That's true. There's always hope. There's, <laughs> there's always, always hope for a better film. There's always hope. Uh, there's, there's always uh, the boat tomorrow to catch, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I watched it. I made somebody watch it recently, um, and the, the film ends. The boat put, you know, and they went. No, oh, don't end there. <laughs> I, love that. I love those films. <laughs> no, <right>. not now. <laughs> oh. Films do often end in the wrong place, I find. Yeah. The ones where, as soon as the happy beat happens, you get a tracking shot away and roll credits, those are the ones I like. The ones that feel the need to go back to the house and everyone talk about how they're all fine now Mm. and how happy they are, rubbish. Rubbish. Maybe maybe that's not a Hollywood enough ending. Maybe that's another reason it did. Well, well, uh, filmmakers, you've uh, listened to this, a lot of the best directors listen to this podcast. Yeah, all of them. All of the best. Eight, eight. Alfonso will be delighted. We've been name checking him. Oh, he emails all the time. We <laughs> we refuse to read them out out of courtesy. Yeah, fair. We don't want to brag, you know. But Mark, you're a you you know film making pretty well. What do you mean by that? I t- I'm just trying to help. I stopped your link, and I'm trying to bridge back. Oh, I was going to talk about. So, if we talked about um, Children of Men uh, this week, it's along similar sort of lines. I I have been. Watching, um, I'll tell you the story of how I, got, I came to watch my films this week. I went to this camera convention, okay. have, um, which is uh, for all the latest sort of camera making equipment and filmmaking equipment in London, and lots of geeks go and weirdos, uh, me included. Well, yeah. yeah, and um, my friend Paul Allen, who made a film called Big Font Nara Spacing, he's been on the show. Uh, I went on with him and, and his DOP, who's working on lots of sort of proper Hollywood films yeah. based in the UK now. We're talking to them. And they said the problem now is really hard. I was talking to lots of filmmakers in the pub afterwards, all these producers and directors, saying it's really impossible to get funding, how you can't make anything. It's the same sort of experience you have in, from our comedy world and TV world yes. in film. 
and I think the best thing to do for a low budget thing is to set it in one space so you can light that space yeah you've got set it in a studio or set it place. indoors as well so indoors. it's a controlled environment so you're not worrying about overtime if the weather's not right yeah, yeah so it's what how you can make shoot a film in a short space of time i.e. two weeks which is what he did with his um, big font large spacing yes. film just at in a two, flat. yeah two student locations shot over two weeks the whole film because that's how much they can afford to pay the crew yeah. for that amount of well, time well Tom Bell and I did a uh, low budget film recently didn't we we uh, in uh, a film that will come out eventually I assume the title will be the same as it was on the script yeah they were unsure about the title they were but it was called nothing, nothing like, like this, this. but um, Ray Panfaki who's from movies and EastEnders and stuff but I think he was in something called City Rats and he did another called Clients, convenience. Convenience. Oh, I did, which which we, I can talk about as well because it was a similar one location kind of thing. But yeah, it, it you know it's it's finding ways, isn't it? But it's making it work for you. So I did this film called Convenience with Ray. Yeah, and which then ended up doing this one with, with David. Is it out? Convenience is it? Yeah, it's had a few. It's made a, done a few festivals and it's going to get it more about? release. It's going to get a bigger release soon. But it's um, it's these two guys. This guy um, owes these Russian mobs uh, money. So they decide to go rob a, a petrol, petrol station, um, but it's on a time lock. They have to wait till 6am, but they need the money that badly. They're like, well, we've already come and we've already tied everybody up. Let's just wait till 6am. So they start just working a late night shift in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the garage. Um, and like one of the you know jokes on the trailer is when it looks suspicious, they went, what, two Asians working in a garage? I think we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so it's that's a platform for. Oh, Vicky McClure is in it as well. She's fantastic. Yeah, and um, I'm watching uh, Line of Duty at the moment. She's brilliant. I haven't seen it, but yeah, but so it was pretty much all shot in this garage in Neath, which I'm sure helped them. You know, if you can pitch it and go, we only have to shoot in one place. Okay, I'm yeah. just, I'm still listening. Well, in TV, but it's it, called a bottle episode, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, where you where you film it's, in, inside number nine is a perfect example. Yes. And you, uh, they just sit it all in a cupboard, pretty much in a room in a cupboard. The first episode, yeah. And then, but they're all just in a flat. They're all yeah, all or a house or whatever. But um, I mean, there's no other term that I know of in films either. They're just called bottle episodes as well. But it becomes an exercise in writing. Yeah, in in just pure character and drama because you can't suddenly go on a car chase or. Um, you know, abseil down a building because you don't know what else to do. Um, and there quite a lot of them are, we talked about briefly before, like sort of comedy or more horror. It's almost like you're revealing, because you're stuck in one place with these characters. It's almost like that slow reveal. Yes. And the two films I watched, so first of all, so the film's called Convenience You Did. Yeah, and that's, definitely uh, worth checking out. Look, look, look out for that. Um, I'm not sure when it's going it's, yeah, it's going to be on Cardiff soon and then getting a nationwide sort of small release I think well let's know about that we'll do um, the films I watched is quite an old film called I recommended these films Cube which was out in 1997 brilliant film uh, An Exam which was in a British film which has been out about two two three years ago and that's on Netflix I've talked about Exam before briefly but um... so Cube is a, it's these people wake up inside this box room and their exits out to different boxes it's like they're, yeah they're inside a cube and each face has a, an exit to another cube and what's genius about the film and how the writer should be applauded is they have set it in a single cube but by relighting it it becomes a different cube it becomes an infinite number of yeah. cubes and so they actually can create a sort of 
Dungeon Explorer is basically what it is. With the but, same location. But with the, they've only got one set. Mm. Brilliant. I mean, it's an absolute classic of the bottle episode genre, really. But thinking out, thinking outside the well, cube. Yeah, it is. It is very, very inventive, rather than just being stuck in one room, just using your imagination, like you said. Yes. But yeah, it's it's, take, it's making you know positive of only having this yeah. space, which is great. I'm trying to think. Exam is a is a fun one. I don't think it's a classic, but so it, is, it is a good one. Exam is basically there's eight can- candidates who uh, have to apply for this job. And they get given a paper with their candidate number on it. And they've got to work out what the question is. They have yeah, they to get answer. given the rules by um, a man at the beginning, and then the door is locked, and there's a security guard with a gun standing by the door, and they only one person will be given this incredibly high-powered job, whatever it is, and they all turn their exam papers over, and it's completely blank, and it becomes a sort of initiative test on all of them of questioning everything they have been told and questioning what they assume to be true but might not be, and it. It's great fun. And also, as with nearly all bottle episodes, the the true identities of the people who share this space with them come into question. So my 12 Angry Men almost yeah. becomes that, because it's sort of that same model where you gradually reveal, but it's about yourself, I suppose. I don't know if, it's, I don't know if that's right or not. Um, I'm trying to think of some others that are excellent. Saw, the first Saw film, is yeah. basically a bottle episode. They cut, I think there's some stuff... I might be misremembering, but there's some stuff outside. Uh, it's sort of a B arc going on out in the re- real world, but it's basically set in a bathroom. And, you know, that managed to create an enormous, you know, bloated franchise, but, you know, off the back of one bottle episode. They, mm. they, they can do it if it's, if it's sort of interesting enough. It's not- Bound is another one, isn't it, that um, the Wachowskis did and uh, to prove they could make a film, and they got The Matrix off the back of it. In a, um, in a different sort of way, uh, Rear Window is kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A sort of slightly bigger bottle. Yeah. Uh, but uh, pretty much it's his flat and the view from the flat, yeah. isn't it? That's the entire okay. film. And it's buried the one with um, um, oh, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, which I thought it was almost great. There was I thought it had some script issues in that I thought it got bored with itself. To try too many things. I wonder if you get really claustrophobic if you watch the back. To- I found it weird watching these two back to back. Oh, really? If you watch these bottle episodes back to back, you go crazy, wouldn't you? Well, there's very rarely natural light in them, is there? Yeah. It's all very uh, harsh light. Of course, all these recordings are bottle episodes. They are. We never leave. Nope. <laughs> we always question each other's true identity. We gradually, and one of us is a murderer. Yeah. And it's probably the person you least expect. So it's you. Well, it's Buddy. Buddy the dog. But you do change the lighting quite often. All the it's time. Really, it's, uh, it's becoming a bit of a hassle that I don't think it's coming across. <laughs> but it's true. But the other thing you get, I get a lot in, you know, free locations like woods, you know, there's a lot of British horror end up in the woods. Yeah. Because that's, you know... Easy. But as soon as you shoot outside, though, you do have the whole... Uh, uh, sunlight and uh, and clouds and noise and everything. Uh, Dog Soldiers is is a bottle episode pretty much. There's an intro sequence in the woods and then the rest is in a cottage. Mm. The entire film, brilliant. Or the descent, I guess, in a similar. Yeah, yeah. You know, all films so. are. It turns out all films are. <laughs> well, most most cheap films are. Yeah. Well, what, my friend uh, Paul, sorry, uh, was talking yeah. because he's, he goes up to lots of film festivals and talks to all these f- film geeks. So there's a film called Dead End, which is people get lost on the road. Uh, and what they do, I haven't seen it myself, so we'll look out for a dead end. Uh, they just had 400 metres 
of a straight road. Yeah. And they filmed all going back and down, up wow. down that road. So you had a separate location. There's no cocking about that. It's just that at what they're going to use, and the whole film's just right around take, it. Yeah. It does give you. I mean, I think people get more creative when they're constrained. Sometimes. Definitely. Definitely. Evil Dead. You know, creating the cabin in the woods genre of just like there is a cabin. If we go, we can't go too far into the woods because it's too dark. Well, basically, we don't want to have to light the woods, so <laughs> so stay in this cabin. Um, so get put them in a in a box, put masks on everybody. You've got the ultimate film. Mm. You do if you too know, too many constraints. Green Goblin, don't film it. Uh, Titus <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and Darth Vader Buried, are in a cabin in the woods. In a cabin, yeah. Buried must be the smallest in terms of space. I would like to see a list of films in terms of lo- the smallest location. The least amount of location you there must be buried right yeah Ryan Reynolds has quite broad shoulders so you could probably someone could probably make a smaller one yeah um oh well no what about things like um uh the borrowers or something like that like you could yeah, get even smaller that you were talking about I'm talking devil actual, wasn't it all set in a lift I mean lift. Bugs Life is all set in an ant colony that's tiny I've seen devil set in lift which is quite uh, an odd f- film that's M. Night Shyamalan isn't it Feels like an end night challenge. It is film. his, yeah. yeah. It's towards yeah. the end of his downward spiral. That film. Is it any good? Inner space is also. I watched it at the cinema and I quite enjoyed. enjoyed Inner space enjoyed is that. set in a rectum. Well, it's just it? getting ridiculous now, isn't <laughs> well, it? I, I think what we've discovered is we're racking up. Boss of episodes, not Barmore episodes. We filmed an episode in Ryan Reynolds in a coffin. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> what a sort of um, infinite space. regression sequel so the first one is Ryan Reynolds in a box the sequel is set inside his body in the box yeah it would be like a bug's life inside Ryan Reynolds it goes dark and it's hot and they didn't realize what's happening to the outer world yep wow but that must have happened theoretically to the bacteria living in Ryan Reynolds um, bum hole definitely as, as clean as Ryan you may be there will be some there and they must have thought, what's happened here? We're in a, our environment's completely changed. We'd better go on an adventure and question the identity of all of the bacteria that we thought we knew. In a way, the bacteria were just as trapped as, as him. Yes. Wow. I think Ryan, we... um, email us in what you think <laughs> about that idea. This might have seemed like a quite sort of a meandering... <laughs> Well, I think what we've discovered is actually there are... Our endpoint has been amazing. It's been amazing. There are far more bottle episodes than perhaps we thought there were, you know? I mean, people have been very creative with them. I mean, I've I've always fancied writing one because it's, it is just that exercise in you can't just throw money at it. What, what is interesting is that a lot of them are one hour, 30 minutes on the dot, including yeah, yeah, credits. Yeah. You, rarely, you don't see a two-hour one that they just because it's almost was it one twenty. It's got to be over eighty minutes to be a feature. Some sort of oh really? I, I don't know what it is, but um, I, they assume, all the I assume the cinemas have rules about how long they want them to be. Probably, you know. I think yes. I'm not seeing one strip like the uh, Cube. I think the Devil and also Buried, all quite short films. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything to anyone. Probably not. You like the numbers, though, don't you? I like statistics make me feel as if there's some sort of order in this crazy world. And that's what films are about, ultimately, isn't it? Statistics. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it comes to. Ordering chaos into convenient 90-minute narratives to make it feel like it should make sense. Have you seen anything else you've liked recently, Tom, at the cinema that you want to recommend or do you want to plug anything at all? Or uh, Well, hmm, I can't think. What would I plug? 
But Convenience is the film you made? And yeah. you also made another film, I you mean, said, that, another short film. Yeah, I've actually had a little run of a couple of films. Um, I've done yeah, a couple of short films we did there. The, the. Convenience, yeah, I'm, I'm playing a stoner in that with Tony Paul Way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I don't know when that's coming. Check out Convenience. Check out my website, by all means, tombell.org. TomBell.org. I'm doing Nightmare Live, which is a sort of like a bottle episode TV show nightmare, wasn't it? What is Nightmare? Yeah, yeah. What is Nightmare Live? Can you explain to what that is? Yeah, uh, the old TV show, the incredible old TV show, uh, Nightmare, where a kid will be blind in a helmet, going around a dungeon until inevitably they were killed, guided by three of their friends. Uh, Staring into a treasure chest. Yeah. Ooh, nasty. (laughs) Where am I? I'm in a room. You know, it's that kind of stuff. And and where can people do that? Well, we're that. touring it I'm the evil Lord Fear uh, we're doing nightmarelive.com has got our dates up we're, not, we're doing the Udderbelly South Bank but we're also going to like Derby and Salford and this summer Milton Keynes from June onwards it's, so you've got plenty of time it's Nightmare with a K isn't it it's Nightmare with a K it's a pun it's, uh, so if you're looking for Nightmare Live that would be something quite and that's kind different. of like a bottle episode because we have to keep recreating <laughs> we've only got a stage space <laughs> I suppose all theatre is a bottle episode, isn't it? Yeah, it turns out this episode was completely pointless. <laughs> um, and in the end, nothing. So if you send us those things, we'll put uh, what convenience when it comes out on the website and mm-hmm. tell you about Nightmare Life, you fancy going on and being in a dungeon. It's like a sex dungeon. It's quite like a sex dungeon. It's a bit okay. like Saw. I'm also, I also did a cameo in The Secret Service, excitingly, which is the new one from um, the Kick-Ass team. Oh, oh really? I do, that's yeah, but I don't. It may, it may yet hit the cutting room floor, so I'm just sort of crossing my fingers for that. That's the opposite of a bottle episode. They had some money for that one. Well, we'll cut that bit out of the podcast, and unless you get it, then we'll put it back in later on. Okay, yeah. So it seemed relevant. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for joining us, Tom Bell. Great, and we put, we put our clothes back on now, or what's the plan? Just Not for a, a while. Bit, in a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you'd like to write in to us, then please do. Email us at dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or simply go on our Facebook page, forward slash filmfandango, or tweet us at filmfandango. And as I say every week, we do this all for free. Um, so what? if you would like. Yeah. Yeah. Muggins. What? Here. Yeah. You guys deserve lots of money for this. We do. So if you'd like to, you know contribute towards the enjoyment you have got from this free product then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the link from there Um, I'm doing that now (laughs) thanks Tom Bell (laughs) and and everyone who has already thank you very much we'll be back next week keep watching the films Films. Bye. bye A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.